Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again, no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where neighbors drop by unannounced and get ready to be real. Join us as we dive into what's on each of our minds. I'm your host, Brian Chambers. And I'm Philip Goffrey. Phil, how you doing, man? Man, I'm all right. How are you, Brian? I am fantastic. Well, except for what's going on in my head, but what were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm glad you stopped by again. This is great. I think it's becoming a really big habit of me just coming by. You would think that I don't even have a house. It's a bit Kramer-ish. <laughs> is it? Kramer-ish. Did we ever see his apartment in that episode? I mean, like once or twice, right? I don't remember ever seeing his apartment, actually. <laughs> well, we are so happy to be here with you guys. We're going to get into a couple of topics. What's going on in my head? I know it's bothering more than just me. And Phil, I know you got some things you got to get out today. Man, I've always got things I got to get out today. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. But I want to hear about what's bothering you first. All right. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Fajita Pete's. Fajita Pete's has been feeding neighbors for 12 years now and is ready to deliver great tasting, fresh off the grill fajitas, along with their delicious Ritas. Yeah, they have 16 locations throughout Houston and Dallas. And with more on the way, there'll be a call or a click away for neighbors all over Texas. Rita and Fajita Delivery right to your door. Check them out at www.fajitapeats.com. All right, let's dive right into this. I am super stoked, man, as well as a little miffed. And we are going to get into this. I, I cannot even believe that I have this topic that has come up. Dude, I'm dying to know what you miffed at. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting there and... I know you're not a big sports guy, but I love sports on on top of everything. Well, I shouldn't say you're not a big sports guy. We just have different different flavors for our sports. Yeah, it's not that I don't love sports. I just happen to never watch them. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Fair enough. Well, you might relate to this, though. A bunch of bitchy millionaires, man. A bunch of bitchy millionaires. Oh, I just love the bitchy millionaires. <laughs> it's, it's great, right? I feel like I should have my pinky up when I say that. Absolutely. <laughs> What are we complaining about today? Well, let me tell you, Jeebs. We are, or should I say Cadbury. Quite right. Quite right. (laughs) Now, this has to do with the NBA players. So we know during COVID right now that they decided to, the NBA decided to have their season to finish it. And they brought them all to Walt Disney World because they claim that that is a bubble that they can control COVID. So they have all the players that are willing to participate at different hotels. So basically every hotel has a different NBA team and they're quarantined, but they, let's just, let's get real here. They're not really quarantined. They're quarantined within their own bubble. Dude, it's Walt Disney World. I mean, like, (laughs) I I would kill to go to Walt Disney World right now. You get in line, man. Uh, That aside, the NBA is having their, finishing their season right there in Walt Disney World. Everyone that, all the teams are being housed in different hotels, right? So they have their own accommodations. Now, let's just look at these accommodations. They have personal massage therapists. They have room service that they have access to. 
they have game rooms, ping pongs, Xboxes, you know. So so pretty nice. Walt yeah, Disney yeah. World kind of uh, luxury style. I let's let's just say I don't think Walt Disney World is five, necessarily five star. Now they do have some accommodations that are that I would rate as five star. I mean they have a Four Seasons connection over there. I've never stayed. The, I've heard the Grand Floridian, which I know you've stayed at. I have. I have. It's wonderful. Yeah. See, I mean that, and that people can't really afford that. They normally charge what, like seven hundred dollars a night or something. Yeah, it can be that expensive or more. Yeah. So, so a lot of these teams are in different different resorts, and this is not really a fantastic time to be completely complaining about your accommodations. And this is something that I quoted that was posted on Twitter. Rajon Rondo, an L.A. Laker, posted a picture of his room, and I quote, Rajon Rondo doesn't, I said, sorry, I quote, Motel 6, huh, at NBA. I mean, and I'm looking at a picture of this room. This is a this is a pretty nice room. This is a room that people would pay a couple hundred dollars a night for. Wait, so hold up. The dude is in Walt Disney World at a resort. He has full access to room service, whatever he needs. And he's all Motel 6. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, you know, and he's not the only one. I mean, there's multiple players that are complaining. I mean, J.R. Smith was holding up a picture of a macaroni, of Elvita mac and cheese, like microwavable container, and just what is this? I mean, I, I get it. You're 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 used to top level service, five star all the time. We're in a pandemic, man. There's people that can't even afford what you're holding up. Well, that's outrageous, Brian. I mean, you have to have some caviar with the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and this is come on. I want some beluga. Don't waste the mac and cheese. You know. Don't waste the mac and cheese. It it just it kills me for a number of reasons because now this is also a small sample size, right? Not every one of the players is over there complaining about what's going on. Right. I imagine the humble ones aren't taking to Twitter to uh, post up. You know, <laughs> like well, they're they're trying to defend them. There's there's certain tweets that have gone out and they're sitting here going, oh, you know, I this is not so bad. You know, things are, you know, I don't have a silver spoon, things like that. I, I think it's a little too late. Yeah, I'm about to say, is that like damage control or is that the guys coming out right away going, no, brother, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Like you might not want to post that when like everyone's losing their job and their granny just dropped dead of COVID along with like six of her friends in some nursing home somewhere. I, I think it's damage control personally. Yeah. I, now, I, let me just say this. In, in all fairness for for those that are tweeting and, and haven't had an issue and are grateful for it, and they've, they've worked, I'm not knocking that they don't deserve their paychecks and things like that, but those that are are being gracious with it are being a little more sensitive to what's going on in the country. They're making millions of dollars, and honestly, they're not losing a whole lot of money. Even if they're not getting paid for certain games, they're making so much money that it's not going to hurt their bottom line. Right. I mean, that's the thing that drives me crazy. You know, If you look at a pro athlete in any given field, any given sport, I don't care if it's auto racing or basketball or golf or bowling, being able just to play the game in a professional environment, being able to compete, being able to show your value to the team owners, to the fans, to the, you know, the sponsors, right? You'd think that you'd be pretty darn grateful in the greatest pandemic since the Spanish flu, right? To like, 
to like come out and be oh like, gosh, you know, I'm so happy I can play. Thank you so much, Disney, for this opportunity to let me, you know, do my thing. Well, and not only that, yes, I understand they're taking a risk by playing, but the NBA is taking a, a ton of steps to try to minimize everything and, and make sure that they feel safe enough being there because it wasn't a requirement. They chose to be there. It just some of people just want to play. They want to. They want to hone their craft. I mean, I'm an actor. I want to get on the stage, man. Heck yeah. I, I want to get out there. I'm. I'm dying to get back out there. And I believe that they are too. You shouldn't be saying stuff like this because there are people that are dying just to get back to work. And so when you're already making millions of dollars, and even if it, like I said, even if it was a joking manner, let's just say they posted in humor. Really, when you have a million followers, should you really be posting like that in humor? No, and I suppose that even if it was somewhat with uh, humorous intentions in mind, you know, these guys know better. These guys deal with the camera every day. They deal with sponsors every day. They're lectured every day by PR people about what they can and cannot do on social media. They have people hired to tell them not to say things or do things like this. They have people that have people. That's right. People that have people that have people. It's true. It's true. I, I wish I had people that had people had people. Like, you know that the dude whose job it is to make sure that it's the Evian water and not like the Ozarka water for some player saw the tweet and went, oh, brother, no, 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 you can't do that. It's a pandemic. What are you doing? I like your macho man. I like the <laughs> like, brother, I, I gotta know, get you. I don't know why you. that came out, right? That was all like, oh, snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't and, know and why no, that, that just fit, you know? We are not sponsored by Slim Jim. But if you're listening. It's true. We might get sued by them, but we're not sponsored <laughs> by them. That's true. Right. Yeah, it, it kills me. And sports is not hurting. You would think right now that sports might be hurting, but then you read about Patrick Mahomes, which I got a lot of love for, for Pat Mahomes. He's a former Texas Tech Red Raider, my alma mater. Woohoo! Guns up. You know, just got a $450 million contract for over 10 years. The $450 million. Yes. The largest contract in sports history. Not not football, in sports history. And that's a lot of money. Now, granted, there's a lot of stipulations with that. There's a lot of clauses, injury things. You know, the lawyers kind of worked all that out. But still, he is set for life. And it's really interesting to me to see them pull a contract like that during a pandemic. And then you have other players, you know, like J.R. Smith, Rajon Rondo, and and Embiid over there in Walt Disney World complaining about their, their meals and accommodations. Well, the worst part must be their teammates that are on the bench most of the time, right? Like you get the guys that don't get a lot of game time and the guys that are just trying to like just scrap together a living and they're so proud to be a professional player in the NBA. And then all of a sudden they're like tuning into social media like, oh, why are you complaining about <laughs> hey, maybe they're rooting for it though. They might Th- be. that might boop that right? might bump backlash, up their spot. Yeah. Little backlash. A little backlash. They're like, you know, uh, coach says I'm in, you're out, man. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. So some like, you know, like like backbench B player, like drop the Velveeta shells and cheese on the counter, like real quick and then ducked out of the room. You're like, Oh, this can be so bad. Well, I I'm just saying that it's been it's been getting at me for a while now, and just to see that come out, I was just thrilled to see that there were sports, and then all of a sudden now ungrateful athletes coming That's back. That's crazy, man. Can it, you can you? It imagine, drives me nuts. Can you imagine what you do for a living as an actor, like showing up for the first production you're allowed to be at since being closed down by the pandemic? You get on stage and you're like, they only have the 
warm white lights. I specifically requested the bright white lights. This is ridiculous. I want fruit baskets in my dressing room. That's my stipulation. I want fruit baskets in my <laughs> dressing room, and I don't have a dressing room. Oh. Well, that's what's been bugging me lately, I, and I just couldn't get over it. So I'm thank you for letting me get that out. Man, I appreciate it. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of what's going on lately all over the world, right? It's like I, I was thinking the other day, random complaining that's happening and popping up in the most obscure places, you know, you— you, you hit the nail on the head with these with these athletes that are complaining about their accommodations at like one of the greatest resorts in in the freaking Western world. But then you get guys like like Tom Hanks blew my mind recently, right? Like oh, I love Tom Hanks. He's incredible. I love he, Tom he, Hanks. He's one of the greatest screen actors of our day, right? The guy has brilliant comedic timing. He has incredible depth. Oh, he's lovable too. He's lovable. How, how can you not? I mean, it's like you try to hate him. Has he ever played a villain? I don't know. Has Tom Hanks ever played a villain? That hey, might be something that people need to jump on our Facebook yeah, page and check, let us know. Yeah, hey, get on our Facebook, get on our Twitter. Let us know if you know any of the roles that you think that are controversial for Tom Hanks. Let us know. Yeah, check that out. I honestly can't I can't think of one role where he was a villain. Now, I, I will say that he kind of fumbled the ball a lot in, like, Splash, right? So that can be kind of... <laughs> You know, considered a bad guy every once in a while. He didn't really take her feelings into account. He sort of, he sort of dropped the, dropped the ball. But but you're talking the same thing like Turner and Hooch, like he, pretty much. He, yeah. He's like, I'm upset at the dog, but that's right. about as angry right. as he gets. Pretty much. Now I would challenge one person alive to say that somebody like Mister Rogers could be a villain. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's ever done a villain role. But I will say that I'm super super excited to see his new movie. This movie Greyhound that he wrote the screenplay for, and he's you know, hugely involved in. The trailer looks amazing. It looks incredible, right? But obviously COVID-19 shuts down theaters worldwide, right? The movie can't come out. The movie's meant for a big screen. Well, streaming wars are on full effect right now. People are battling. Apple comes in, buys the film for, I've read anywhere from $70 million to $72 million, Ooh. right? Wow. Pretty darn big payday for anybody involved in the production. Seems that Mr. Hanks was pretty upset about this. He went a little MBA over in Disney World over the whole thing. Well, what was, who was originally supposed to release it? You know, I don't know who originally had the rights to the film, actually. I, I, I should look that up. Um, but I will tell you that when Apple came in and bought it, you know, Tom Hanks was in a whole bunch of promotional interviews and, and, uh, and, and, you know, pieces that were put out in writing about them having purchased the film. And he was very, very clearly upset. He referred to Apple as, you know, whipmasters and evil overlords for the way they were handling, controlling his interview space. He was saying that it broke his heart, that it couldn't be on the big screen, which I get. You know, his reason for that was the film would lose some of the grandeur and the sound and the visual effects. Like From what I understand from its streaming debut, it's had a blockbuster movie size debut and people are tuning in by the millions which is absolutely fantastic right? how can you piss off mr rogers though yeah, but, but my point is how can you he, you know just like the nba nba players that you brought up he, he's backpedaling quite actively right he's coming out now and saying no no no. i think that apple uh the streaming service is benevolent i think they're wonderful thank goodness we have the opportunity to see this movie but look the reality is that here's a guy who got COVID-19 himself. His wife had COVID-19. They both struggle with it. They still say they struggle with it a little bit. They were still able to push this movie out. 
people have nothing, right? We go to the movies to escape. We go to the movies to learn. We go to the movies to just be inside a world outside of our own. Oh, it's about the storytelling, man. Storytelling. Hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it might be, right? This movie is pretty long from what I understand. And bam, it's available to everyone, to the masses, as long as they can subscribe to Apple TV. That's incredible. Like, to me, I'm thinking to myself, just like those pro athletes, the instant reaction should be, okay, yeah, it's not ideal. It's not what I want, but oh my goodness, I have the opportunity to do what I love and share it with the world. I don't know. Sacrifice. You know? Sacrifices. Ah. It's a little rough. You know, Mr. Hanks, you know, for the first time since I've ever seen this well, He has guy a little blemish on him now. Yeah, he rubbed me little, the wrong way. He's got right? a little black spot now. I'm telling you. Well, all right. So... I understand. I see where you're coming from with that, and I also I kind of see where he's coming from with it too. I mean, you you produce it, you right? He's a producer on it. I believe he was. Yeah, he was a producer I on it. Was. I, I mean, when is he not a producer now? I mean, I feel like every movie he does, he's a producer on. But I, I get I get where he's coming from in that sense because this was done like most movies that were scheduled to come out right about now were done before the pandemic happened. Absolutely. So I really get where he's coming from in that sense. But then coming from from everyone else's perspective, it's going to be, I think, a bigger movie. I think it's going to be a bigger movie, the fact that if it's coming out now. Because you look at, what, Trolls World Tour, and I know you got a daughter. <laughs> I, I bet you paid for it, man. Not yet. Oh, you didn't? Oh, Not yet. Wow, you held out. It's in the queue. Okay. <laughs> it's in the hopper. It's, uh, it's close. I'm going to tell you, my brother, man, They as soon as it came out, up in Dallas, they their kids ordered they were that like on it. Well, of course, they, I think they all have all their passwords, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it wasn't stopping them. I can relate, man. My daughter's been hacking my passwords since she was like four. How often do you have to change them? Every few months. That's that's a few months too many. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. How do you keep up with that? You know, um, she lets me know. Right, typically, <laughs> t- t- typically it's like. Hi, Daddy. How was work? Oh, work was okay. I'm pretty tired, honey. How was your day? Oh, my day was good. I watched something you're going to be really mad about. And then I know, you know, and then it's like, I've, I've got to change the password. That's, that's how that goes. Well, at least she tells you that instead of just quoting what she watched. I mean, there's some movies that if your daughter watched, I mean, I love, I love My Cousin Vinny. If I had a child... And they were quoting my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I don't know if I would be proud or horrified. Are you sure? <laughs> Positive. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I did get in trouble once actually with that kind of thing because um, I made the mistake when she was far, far too young uh, of watching the movie Labyrinth with her. I thought, oh, this would be great. She'll love. Oh, Labyrinth. love like, that. Oh yeah, it's puppet. Jennifer Connelly. Oh, one of my one of my top five. Ooh. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, she's I completely I, agree. That's a that's a topic for another day. Comple- <laughs> completely <laughs> agree. So so on so many levels. Um <laughs> but no, so so uh we were chatting with um with uh her her first grade teacher uh after school one day and somehow somehow her teacher brings up labyrinth in conversation and she's like, Oh, by the way, you know, Chloe said that that you all watch this movie, you know? And, and Chloe's like, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh boy, now I'm, I'm the bad parent, right? Oh man, like I'm in trouble. I'm starting to sweat, right? 
And Chloe looks up at me, my daughter, and she goes, yeah, Dad, I told her all about the evil Mr. Potato Pants and how he tried to capture the girl, but she got away in the end. I was like, oh, good, Chloe. Thank you for repeating Mr. Potato Pants to your to your first grade teacher <laughs> regarding the Goblin King from Tr- Labyrinth. Transparency, man, yeah. so they know what's going on. Yeah. So quoting movies is not my only problem. Quoting Daddy talking about movies apparently is is quite the issue. I know she's dying to get on our show, but we're going to have to bring her on when we're ready. All right, so Tom Hanks upset. You agree with this? No. No, of course not. I think he's probably also being a little bit taken out of context and misquoted. You know, it's not quite so egregious as like taking a picture of yourself with your Velveeta shells and cheese up on Twitter and being all upset in the Disney World Resort. But but I do think that he's backpedaling a little bit. I think that he got a lot of flack for not showing the level of sort of, you know, gratitude and the humble nature that we've come to expect from him as this sort of mild-mannered Hollywood superstar. He's, and, and maybe we're seeing the real, like a real true side to him with this. Maybe, or maybe he's just getting a little bit older. Maybe he's a little bit set in his ways. I don't know. Oh, um, he's he's going to be in the next grumpier old men. That'd be amazing. I think that'd be, I think it'd be fantastic. I'd love to see him in one of those roles. Patrick Stewart should play his old father. <laughs> they should do a remake. It'd be unbelievable. You know who they'd bring in, I, and and I'm gonna. You already know who they who I'd say they they would bring in. Every father role is Christopher Walken now. It's he, true. He comes in as every father. They need somebody older. They're gonna bring in Christopher Walken. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's like every like wannabe tear jerker movie is bringing Christopher Walken in. Every comedy is bringing Christopher Walken in. Right? You're like. You know, oh, we need someone who's going to be the slappy, disgruntled, but still, you know, sort of relatable dad. I've got an idea. Walk in. Meanwhile, all the actors are thinking to themselves, okay, great. The set is going to be nothing but people impersonating Christopher Walken, even though he's here for exactly 35 minutes on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's true. For the entire shoot, right? <laughs> That's right. Everyone's walking around going like, oh, my God, Peter Pan. You know, they... <laughs> I just, you know... I, all I can picture right now is Christopher Walken and Forrest Gump, right? Being like, son, why are you running? It's strange. <laughs> you know, I, you know, you've I gone would far love, enough. You know, I can't knock it because I loved uh, who, um, who, what was his name? Who played Lieutenant Dan? Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but he, he was he was brilliant. Oh, I can't. Believe, and, I can't and, remember his name. And I'm drawing a blank too. Uh, we're gonna find that out real quick for you guys. But I'm sure you guys already know at home. He was brilliant, but. To put walk in with Tom Hanks as Lieutenant Dan would have been so comical. I think the the rest of the movie would have been spoiled. I don't know. <laughs> I think you think you couldn't I, keep going and watching. You're like, ah, Gary okay. Sinise, by the way. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Lieutenant. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if if Walken, as talented as he is, could pull off that role. Right. Because you imagine you imagine like the apartment scene with the hookers. Right. And you'd be like, you don't stand. They took my legs. So I've got this horse. Like, it, it wouldn't work. Right? You couldn't take him seriously. Right. Forrest Gump's like, Lieutenant Diane, why are you acting so strange? And he's like, damn it, boy, drink and smoke and have sex. It's amazing. I, I, I don't know. I, it's a whole new Forrest Gump, man. <laughs> so, 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 I'm gonna bring up a gripe that I have about Forrest Gump. I've, I've got a couple of, of gripes about Forrest Gump. But oh, but I'm I all know, ears. I'm all ears. I know that everyone loves that movie, and every time I bring this up, I usually get dirty looks and like death threats and you know letters about bombs in the mail and things like that. But, but I have, 
I have a couple problems. One of the problems I have with Forrest Gump, probably the most um, benign of the problems, is the line that they make Tom Hanks deliver in that character when Lieutenant Dan shows up with his new prosthetics, right? It is the worst line, in my opinion, possibly in modern movie history. You're talking about the line where he says, Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. That's the one. (laughs) You got new legs. Got new legs. Magic legs. (laughs) Magic legs. Really? I mean, we know the guy's slow. Come on now. (laughs) He's not like, oh my God, a fairy came and gave Lieutenant Dan new legs. Did you see this, honey? And then you're like, oh wait, honey, where'd you... She left me again. <laughs> well, you would think that by that point, he's at least developed enough sense to not have that like 13-year-old or teenage. Well, no kidding. U20, the guy can you know. start and ride a lawnmower. He knows how mechanics works. He knows the damn aluminum legs aren't like magical. <laughs> I agree. You know, magic legs. <laughs> I mean, it is awful. That's an awful line. The other thing I can't stand about that movie is that it's such a wonderful, heartwarming movie until you think about the basic plot line, which is like, okay, this slow guy gets kind of abused his whole life, winds up stumbling into an amazing life, and then the love of his life uses him, loses him, comes back, drops a kid, drops dead, boom, movie's over. I mean, what is that? That is crazy. I, I can't really argue with any of those points, but I, I just love that movie so much. Of course you do. Everyone does. It's designed to make you love it. I love that movie. Okay, now, who do you think has more beef? Do you think the NBA players right now have more beef with what's going on, or do you think Tom Hanks has more beef? Like legitimate beef? Yeah, or, I, or- I mean, just based on, I mean, I granted they're completely different situations, but they're both complaining about something that, Really, should they be complaining about Tom Hanks? It's not like he didn't get paid. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. And from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like the NBA players aren't getting paid either. Maybe some of the lower tier ones are, but not so much the higher up ones, right? So, you know, the the, the starters are always going to be the superstars. Are gonna, they're going to make their money one way or another. In fact, most of them are on, on set contracts, right? So, yeah, that's what I'm saying because this is the playoffs. I put in air quotes for those of you. I mean, this is a really odd season, which also paints the picture whether you want to choose it let us know on twitter or instagram or facebook what you guys think if the play if this year's champion is really going to be a champion because we know when there's odd years when things happen there's always an asterisk by it or there's always some kind of mark someone's always happy yeah i won but then there's uh well yeah it was during covid yeah (laughs) does it really count the the quotes you know and and i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to you as we go forward in our season i don't always know what air quote means when i do so i might go sorry yeah you know fair enough i actually think most people misuse air quotes i I, I do it too i I misuse air quotes all the time so i'm gonna apologize i do it too i'm gonna say sorry to quote joey and friends yeah, there you go. Exactly. You know, people are always like, you know, asking me, so Phil, how's your day going? You know, oh, it's 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 great in quotes. And they're like, well, is it is it horrible? Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's an OK day. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What, what do you think? Yeah. All right. But still, don't avoid the question. Who do you think has got more beef here? All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that Tom Hanks has the more legitimate. Beef. Is that a thing? Legitimate beef? Is that how you say it? <laughs> Legitimate during COVID. Yes, the, yes, the real beef. Um, no, I, I think that I think that he has the the legit um 
claim amongst the ridiculous claims to be unhappy. Because if you think about it, it's something that was already created, right? It's something that was designed to be a very specific artistic release in a very specific way. And that couldn't happen. Like you said earlier in the show, it was already done. Right? Well, okay. But in, in fairness, the playoffs weren't for the NBA were already scheduled. Absolutely. And, and they were in mid-season. It wasn't like they just started their season. Absolutely. But the players hadn't made their magic yet, right? They hadn't competed yet. They hadn't gone out Well, there they competed and, to a certain point. Yes, yeah, for sure. But um, you're right. It, it didn't complete, didn't finish fully. Right. They didn't get a chance to to have the showdown, right? So they their art is waiting to be made. And now they have to adapt and they have to go out and they have to compete in the environment that's pre- presented to them to compete. And I think they should be absolutely grateful to be able to do that. Most of us are stuck, like maybe not having a job to go back to. Maybe we've lost people we love. We have to go outside strapped with a mask to our face. Hey, some know. of us show up at your place and just drink and people record show up stuff. In my place. They don't bother knocking. <laughs> they walk in. They just drink and record things. It's a crazy, ah, well. it's a crazy time, right? <laughs> but, but they have the opportunity to do not only what they love, but what they're paid to do. You know, it's a really amazing thing if you can wake up in the morning, I think, and say, wow, I get to do for a living what I always dreamed I wanted to do, which I'm pretty sure every single professional athlete, regardless of their paycheck, is saying basically every day they're allowed to compete. I think right? I, I think you can take that at anyone in their life. If you had, if you were doing exactly what you dreamed you wanted to do, everyone, no matter what it was, whether it was an athlete, an actor, a musician, business, I mean, whatever you, your dream is, I think everyone wants that goal. So I agree with you. I think this country needs some sports. Without a doubt. I, I think they absolutely need some sports. And it just, it makes me hurt for Tom Hanks because his movie is coming out. This is where I'm, I'm on the Came fence. Came out, debuted last weekend, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it's already out. It's not like he's not going to get paid. Maybe it didn't roll out the way he thought it was happening, the NBA players, as much as they irritate me, they still have to deal with stuff more in real time right now. So when they're not used to having to deal with their certain things, I kind of get it. Yeah, fair enough. You know, and, and for me, maybe I'm reading way, way too much into what it's like to be a, a professional actor, but I think that he will continue to have the opportunity until he is absolutely incapable to do incredible performances and bring characters to life for us all to enjoy on film and on, on smaller TV screens for many, many, many years to come. Right. So to have one go South, I get it. I feel for the guy. I don't know if I would have taken it complaining about it right away when someone just paid 70 plus million dollars. Oh, project. I know. I, I, I agree with you. So, whether you guys agree with us or not, let us know. Give us a shout on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know what you think. Who really has more beef here? Are both out of line? I mean, it's it's really ridiculous in our opinion. I think both need to just be grateful. We love sports. We love Tom Hanks and everything else. How can you hate Mr. Rogers? But seriously, man, get with it. Really get in touch with what's going on. That's true. And let us know what you'd think about Lieutenant Dan as played by Christopher Walken. <laughs> I, I think it'd be amazing truth. It'd be incredible. You know, a war hero like that with no legs. In fact, let us know if you like Philip's impression of Christopher Walken because we can start a segment on that. Let us know. You can go to Neighbors Don't Knock, um, NDK, 
right there on Twitter, or you can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We like to know. But you know what, Phil? Uh, My glass is looking a little empty. Yep, I ran out of mine as well, Brian. I think it's time we wrap this up. Hey, man, thanks for coming over as always, guys. Thanks for listening. Do hit us up on our social media pages. Let us know what you think. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out.